0: This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us is here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. The Dynasty Summer Stock Report series continues with Part 4 of 8, as I am going to be discussing every relevant offensive skill player from every team in the NFC West this evening. If you have missed any of the first three parts of this series, please go back and listen to them. In part one, I talked about every team in the NFC East. Part two, every team in the NFC North. And in the most recent episode, I discussed every team in the NFC South. So let's get right into it. Uh, I'm going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, at the quarterback position, Kyler Murray, I think stock up. You get DeAndre Hopkins. You get more a second year in this offense. You make sure they keep Kenyon Drake. I think stock up, and I think he's still a dynasty buy. If you could get an opportunity to get him on your roster, I think besides Patrick Mahomes and, and uh, Lamar Jackson, I think Kyler Murray is in that next group of three, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson. You know, I talked about how I think right now Dak Prescott might be number three on that list. I wouldn't be strongly opposed if someone wants to say Kyler Murray's three or Deshaun Watson's three or mix them up. For me, it's probably Dak number three at the moment with the addition of C.D. Lamb, then Kyler Murray four, then Deshaun Watson five. That's probably my top five. Dynasty quarterbacks, right now, if I had to put clear rankings out there. So, stock up, go buy him anywhere you can get an opportunity to get Kyler Murray. Think he's going to be a fantasy superstar for sure. At the running back position, I think stock up on Kenyon Drake. They brought him back, first full year in the offense. I think they want him. I think they're going to also potentially get a long term contract extension done or maybe after the season, but I think they might, they could also wait. I think he's a guy that in this offense, I think it's going to be an explosive offense. I think he's going to be very good. I will say this though, be careful in terms of buying him in dynasty at the value he's going in redrafting that. I love the player. I have drafted him on the the on the on turn in round one or the top of round two. I think he should be around one pick in redraft or best bowl leagues somewhere from late round one to mid round. When I get him in the mid round two or late round two, I think it's absolute theft. But running backs, we see there, we see how quickly the ebb and flow. We don't know if he's going to be back long term. If he's not back with the Cardinals long term, you don't know he's going to end up somewhere. So, when a guy, you know, you could say that about a lot of guys, but a guy playing on the transition tag who came from another team, you know, who's been in the league a little bit, you know, last year was his most success he's had as a, as a professional. I like him, I'd buy him. If the cost was right, I wouldn't go over the top and overpay to buy him. And I'd also understand that at the same thought, at the same time, I'd understand that it could be just a one-year thing. And then, yeah, I think he still would have value on another team. Let's not act like if after this year he loses all of his value. So I'm still willing to trade him. I'm just not willing to pay him at a cost like I'm buying a guy who's a locked in you know, number one running back for the next three seasons, you know, like if I was going to buy Ezekiel Elliott or Saquon Barkley, or even if you go to the next guy below, like I think, you know, Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon, you know, or even Miles Sanders, I think those guys are locked into being RB1s. And I know there's some uncertainty where Joe Mixon goes and Dalvin Cook, uh, but I still, I think their talent is is better. And so I'm um, I'd be more willing to invest in those guys. I think wherever those guys end up, they're still going to be RB1s. I think Drake is a little bit more re- reservation hesitation because you know, he's a little bit, you know, further along into his career, not too much, but a little bit further along into his career. Uh, so I do think, uh, there's a little bit more reservation, but I do love the player be would be willing to buy him if the cost was right. I just want to be willing to overpay. If you go to the wide receivers, I'm going to say stock down a little bit on Deandre Hopkins. Love the player. But he went from an offense where he was the entire focal point. I don't know if he's going to be the entire focal point. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be very good, maybe great. I just don't know if he's going to see the amount of targets and opportunity he saw with Houston. And if he doesn't, is his efficiency and touchdowns not carry him enough to still be the same producer? No, to be determined. So I think stocks slightly down him. I won't be aggressively buying him. And if people are still valuing him as a top three dynasty asset and think it's going to be a seamless transition and it's willing to pay what people were willing to pay a year ago for him, I might be willing to listen to some offers. It would take a lot, but I might be willing to listen to some offers, potentially. Uh, Christian Kirk, I'm going to say some people look at it as stock down. I don't. I'm going to look at it as stock up. And the reason why I'm going to look at it as stock up is I think he was always best suited to be a number two. I think he, to me, he's like a Jarvis Landry type. He's not a guy you build an offense around, but he could be a guy that could be an 80 to 90 catch guy year in and year out a strong RB two in PPR, but probably, you know, with the amazing group of wide receivers out there now, probably more of a PPR wide receiver for eight. I think he could be very much in that world. I think we might have to wait one more year before it gets there because I think Larry Fitzgerald still being there will take away some targets that would have been just Christian Kirk. But I see a world that I still, I think, stock up on Christian Kirk because I think he's better suited for this role. I think he's going to see not opposing defenses attention as much. He's not going to see the best cornerbacks. So I'd be still willing to buy Christian Kirk and it, it'll be cheaper than it cost you last year because of the Andre Hopkins being there. Uh, in terms of the rest of the Cardinals, I don't really think there's much else to talk about. Uh, if you want to say guy like Andy Isabella, maybe go out and get him. If it's really cheap, I still think he's got some intrigue. Uh, so he'd be a guy. Some people are still riding the Hakeem Butler train. I think that ship is sailed. I think he was overvalued. He was one of those guys that draft Twitter was much higher on than the NFL, uh, I think Christian Kirk and DeAndre Hopkins are the long-term starters. I think maybe there's room for somebody else, so maybe it could be Hakeem Butler, but I would rather take my chances on the guy with the higher draft capital, which was Andy Isabella. I think he would bring something to that offense with his speed that would complement DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk perfectly. So I'm more intrigued by Andy Isabella coming out of the slot as a guy who can get vertical and do different things with or kick him outside and move Christian Kirk inside, which probably would be the best scenario that they can work with those three wide receivers. Uh, so he'd be the guy of the rest of the receivers that I'd be looking to buy. No one else really intrigued me at uh, the tight end position. Dan Arnold, the guy who I liked at times with new Orleans has some pass catching capabilities. He's more receiver than tight end. So let's see if they utilize him at all this year. And if so, we could have some sneaky value because they don't, they're really lacking a lot at the tight end department. They should be the number one team at the forefront of trying to buy David Njoku in a trade. That would be the cherry on top for this offense in terms of pass catchers that I think would make a lot of sense. Uh, and he would probably love the opportunity to go play there and be a bigger part of the offense than he is currently in Cleveland right now. Is the second tight end uh, and a guy that they don't really believe in long term. I probably could have mentioned Chase Edmonds. I think he, I like his skill set, but I think he's a guy that wherever he goes, if he if he stays with Arizona for the long haul, if he moves to another team, he's always going to be that change of pace type guy, uh, pass catching type guy. But he does offer. I do like his upside a little bit, but I do think stock down on him because of the. Eno Benjamin, I think, was a pretty solid seventh-round pick. So if he makes the roster, I think Eno Benjamin could push Chase Edmonds down the line, maybe not so much this offseason. And if Kenyon Drake even was not on the roster next year, I don't think it's going to be Chase Edmonds as the lead guy. I think they'll go out, again, free agency, the draft, et cetera, et cetera, uh, potentially uh, to be replace Kenyon Drake if he wasn't there. So I don't think it would be Chase Edmonds. I think he, maybe he would have a part of it, but I don't think he'd be the lead guy. So I don't think his value would, would skyrocket as, as the guy. Okay. If we take this to the next team in the NFC West and that will be the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to say stock neutral on Jared Goff. I don't really think that much has changed since the end of last year. Obviously, Brandon Cooks is no longer there, but I think they morphed at the end of last year into more of a team that wants to utilize the tight ends a lot. And I think that's probably better for Jared Goff. I don't think he's a guy that really pushes the ball well vertically down the field anyway, so I don't think he really meshed well with Brandon Cooks. So maybe he's a little bit more efficient with the usage of the tight ends and Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, Uh, but I don't know. This is not a Team that I want to be buying long term in. They have a lot of cap issues. Uh, their offensive line is a mess. So you know, Jared Goff is a guy who you know. Again, I think he could be a solid QB two and have some QB one weeks, and he's still relatively young. So maybe they can fix the line, and Sean McVay can get that offense to back where it was a couple years ago. And like I said, I did like the production by Goff down the stretch last year when they were really using Tyler Higby. So maybe if they use Higby, they use Gerald Everett, he could be more productive and and be a a, a QB1 this year in that offense. I just have a lot of question marks about the offensive line. I always was a guy who like Goss talent, but I, I never loved it. Uh, and there was a time that I thought I was clearly wrong when he had that breakout year, but it seemed now looking back in hindsight, it seemed like it was a little bit more a product of the scheme than him, the individual. But if you put him in the right scheme, I think he could still be very productive. So I still think he's an interesting QB2. For Dynasty, I think people have maybe gone a little bit too far with him. He'd not be a guy that I'd be actively looking to buy, but if I was desperate for a quarterback, I do think he could maybe be of value uh, and present some value because people are really down on him. I still think with Robert Woods, with Cooper Cup, with the tight ends, and with Sean McAvey as the play caller, that if they can get serviceable line play, he might be okay. So I think stock neutral, he'd be a guy that probably – I wouldn't be recommending buying unless it was good value, but I wouldn't be looking to sell either. I think pretty much status quo with Jared Goff. At the running back position, you know you know my thoughts on Cam Akers. Love the player. I think they do got to fix the old line, and if so, Cam Akers could be great. I've talked about that. Uh, you know, Malcolm Brown, I don't think he has any more fancy value left. Darrell Henderson, his value has plummeted. I do think that he would be a, a very good buy on the very, very cheap side. But I think it's gonna be hard to buy him really cheap considering the capital people used to draft him last year. I think you're probably another year away before people are really willing to, to sell him for nothing. And then maybe you wait it out and see. So it'd be interesting to see this year again, with the lack of off season does again opportunity early in the year with Cam makers getting up to speed and he's already been in there one year, you know, I still think he's got some skill set and talent, and I I think the 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 scheme I thought was going to create some rushing lanes, but I feel like they might have asked him to do things that weren't what he did at Memphis. And I think you got to get him, you know, in space, building up that speed, and then that burst and acceleration that you saw at Memphis is something. But I feel like he's not a guy who I think you asked to diagnose and read. And, and stuff. And I think that was the issue a little bit. I think he's more of a gap runner than a zone runner. Uh, and I, I think at times maybe his vision and his patience and stuff like that, I don't think that's his for, I don't think that's his strength. I don't think it was ever his strength, to be honest with you. So he's an interesting buy on the really cheap side. Uh, if I had him, I would probably just hold him because I don't think you're going to get anything of substance right now. Uh, and like I said, I think it might be a year away from really being able to buy him on the cheap side. If we take this to the wide receiver position, I'm going to say stock neutral on Cooper Cup, but I'm going to say sell. And Here's why I'm going to say sell. I think they are going to use more two tight end sets. I already talked about that. I have my reservations if Cooper Cup can win regularly on the outside, even if he can win regularly on the outside. I don't know if he's going to be as productive as we saw earlier in his career. He is a free agent after the year. Do they invest big time money in him if he's only average playing on the outside. And they're more morphed into more of this team that wants to utilize the tight ends and not have a free wide offense as their base offense, like it was when Cooper Cup was at his best. So I think this is a big year for Cooper Cup. Uh, I think you'll still see a lot of targets. I think he'll still be very productive this year. So that's why I'm saying stock neutral, especially for this... For this year, but I he he would not be a guy that I'd be looking to buy in dynasty. And if the value was still good, I'd be willing to sell. To be honest with you, with some questions about playing on the outside, uh, and with some questions about is he there long term, and if he's in a different scheme and different system, what does that mean for its overall value? Robert Woods, same thing. I'd say stock neutral. Uh, I think he has about the same value right now as he had when last year ended, I think he's a guy that you know. I still think goes undervalued and underappreciated in Dynasty. So I'd be more willing to buy Robert Woods at his cost than I would be to buy Cooper Cup at his cost, if that makes sense. So in that regards, I still am a fan of Robert Woods. Uh, I think he's very undervalued and underappreciated of just how good of a wide receiver he is. Uh, Josh Reynolds, listen, I think... If they, I don't think they're going to use three wide receivers nearly as much as we used to see. Uh, I think there were some in the draft Twitter community that were very high on him, uh, so I think that inflated his value. We've seen him be productive here or there. I just, I don't think he's a guy that has a lot of long-term value because they drafted Van Jefferson a lot earlier than I thought. So even if they were to move on from Cooper Cup, which I think is unlikely, if I'm going to go out on a limb. I still think it would be Van Jefferson and Robert Woods. That would probably be the top two wide receivers. And then Josh rounds would be third next year if they didn't replace him with anybody. So I don't, Josh rounds is not a guy. If people are excited about him, I know I sold him in one dynasty league. Uh, he would not be a guy to be looking to buy anywhere. If anything, I'd be looking to sell at the tight end position. I'd be willing to buy both Tyler, her and Gerald Everett. I think stock up on both of them, even Gerald Everett. I think they're going to use more two tight end sets. I know that people Sir so how Higby, finished, but I think if they use two tight end sets, I think they have a possibility of both being productive this year. You know, I could see one being in the tight end 7 to 10 range and then another one being in like the tight end 13 to tight end 15 range. I think we can get a tight end 1 and a high tight end 2 season from both of these guys if they're utilized a lot as basically option number 3 and option number 4 in the passing game. And I honestly think they could be option 3 and option 4 in the passing game this year. I think it could be Robert Woods. Waz- and Cooper cup in some order as the top two options. And then the two tight ends in terms of total targets. I think, I don't think that's added a crazy or added a realm of thought. So I'd be intrigued in both of them. I'd be looking to buy both of them. And if they utilize those two tight end sets, I think it could be stock up on both of those guys. Uh, let's take this to the next team in the NFC West. And that is the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the 49ers, I'm gonna say stock neutral on Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh I talked about this on the most recent podcast. I do think it's possible that if Jimmy Garoppolo does not make it to the Super Bowl this year, that they could look to replace him with a Aaron Rodgers if he became available, a guy who can maybe get him over in a hump. Uh, but I think this year he is gonna I think he's good value in best ball and redraft leagues for sure. I'd be hesitant to buy him dynasty. I don't think I'd probably just stay home stay firm. And like I said, stock neutral, not a dynasty buy, not a dynasty sell. I think, you know, we kind of got to wait and see what that offense morphs into. Debo Samuel now going to be injured. Brandon Ayuk is not a guy, you know, so it's going to take Debo some time before he's probably on the field this year. Brandon Ayuk is not a guy who I think is going to hit the ground running, but they are going to maximize him and put him in positions to, Uh, pick up yards after the catch. So I do think Garoppolo could have a good year this year, better and presents good value in redraft and best ball, but he'd not be a guy I'd be actively looking to buy in dynasty because I don't know if he's there for the long haul with Kyle Shanahan. If I knew that, I would say I would recommend buying him as a good quarterback too in dynasty, but I'm not sure he is. And without knowing that he's attached to the hip to Kyle Shanahan, I would not want to be recommending to go out and buy him. The the running backs, I'm going to say Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, I'm going to say sells on all of them. I don't like any of them long term for Dynasty. I think the future running back, the lead guy, is probably not on the roster yet. I think Raheem Oster is demanding a trade, even though he's a 28 year old journeyman. Uh, who knows what that situation is going to unfold? I don't think he ends up being traded anywhere. He's probably on the roster. You know, and he'll be the most productive guy this year. So again, for a redraft or best ball, I'm okay with Raheem Oster as my third running back, would not want him as my second running back. Uh, I don't think these guys have a lot of long-term value at all in terms of dynasty. If, If people were looking at the... If it comes out that Raheem Oster's not being traded, I would sell him if the, if people are still looking at the value he brought at the end of last year and thinking that's what he's going to do this year. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be more of a split committee. Uh, so he'd be a guy I'd be looking to sell and get out on. I am a little intrigued on buying Jarek McKinnon, super cheap. I think if he's back healthy once upon a time, Kyle Shanahan handpicked him to come over and, and signed him to a pretty lucrative free agent contract, you know, so maybe he can pick up a little bit of, Early in the year, in terms of pass catching, as Brandon Ayuk kind of gets acclimated to the NFL as Debo Samuels injured. If. Jarek McKinnon is healthy, he might get an opportunity there. So he intrigued me a little bit as well as a cheap dynasty buy. If we take this to the wide receivers, I've already talked about Debo Samuel and his injury. He'd still be a guy I'm buying anywhere I can in dynasty. Long-term, I love Debo Samuel. I don't know if he's ever a true number one, but even if he became their number two and they went out and got a a true number one, and I think that's probably not going to happen because they just drafted Brandon Ayuk in round one. So I think Kyle Shanahan is okay with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk is his number one. Too long term, I think he could be very productive fantasy. And because they did draft Brandon Ayuk, I think it potentially puts Debo Samuel into the range of being a guy who is a strong wide receiver too for for a long time in fantasy. Uh, a, a, attached to Kyle Shanahan, this offense maximizing his skill set, getting him the ball in space, knowing how to utilize his skill set. Brandon Nuke I talked a lot about intrigued by the landing spot because of the way Kyle Shanahan knows how to use his players. All the other wide receivers there, no to me, no long term guys that I would recommend getting. Kedrick Bourne, Dante Pettis, Trent Taylor. The one other guy who I would say I'm a little intrigued with, maybe seeing what he does, and if I can get him real cheap in Dynasty, would be Jalen Hurt. You know, they have some opportunity there early in the year, especially with Debo's injury. That if Jalen Hurt is healthy. He could be someone of intrigue. Obviously, he didn't play last year due to injury, but he uh, has some intrigue. At the tight end position, George Kittle. Right now, in my opinion, he should be valued as the number one tight end in Dynasty ahead of Travis Kelsey. I'm sure many people feel the same way due to the age. Uh, I think he might even be better this year. You know I am a big believer in George Kittle. If he is not being valued as the top tight end uh, in dynasty, I would go get him anywhere I can. Uh, I'd pay the premium for him wherever whatever it costs if a team was willing to trade him. uh, I think he's got a lot of really great. Tight end, top three tight end years in him. And he could potentially take the mantle from Travis Kelsey and for the next handful of years be the guy that's the clear, healthy, you know, tight end one every single year. Uh, That's how much I believe in his overall talent uh, and his overall game. If we finish out the NFC West uh, and the NFC as a whole in in part four here of this series uh, with the Seattle Seahawks, I think for Russell Wilson, I'm going to say stock up on Russell Wilson, and here's why. I think there's more question marks about the run game than there has ever been before. I think they have he has his best two wide receiver duo at the same time. I know Doug Baldwin was good, but he's a different type of player than DK Metcalf. I think DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are guys that can win vertically down the field. I think Russell Wilson is the best vertical uh, thrower in all of the NFL in terms of ball placement and accuracy. I think their defense is the worst it's been during Russell Wilson's career, so I think potentially there could be more shootouts. I think potentially there could be playing from more games from behind. He's He's got two talented wide receivers that can win vertically down the field, and the running game is the most questionable it's been in quite some time so for all of those reasons stock up on Russell Wilson and a, and a good dynasty buy in my opinion as well probably my number 6 dynasty quarterback i laid out my top 5 uh you know earlier when I, we were talking about Kyler Murray if you look at the running back position i'm going to say i don't want any of them i would you know i like Chris Carson when he's healthy but long term i'd be looking to sell him uh, Richard Penny, I d- wasn't a big fan of him when he came out. I don't think he's ever going to be live up to the potential he had. So, you know, I, he's not a guy I'd be looking to buy. Uh, Carlos Hyde, I think, is a one year stopgap. DJ Dallas, a, a rookie that they drafted, I think he's a, a guy, more of a bench player, uh, depth. So, right now, if at some point I could sell Chris Carson and get back decent value, I would sell Chris Carson. If Rashard Penny comes back and shows a little bit, I'd probably sell him too. I don't think, I don't think those guys are, are set up for the long term uh, there as well. So I would not be looking to get those guys on my dynasty roster. I'd be looking to sell uh, if possible with the current landscape, the injuries that they've had and, and stuff. The wide receiver position, I kind of brought it up already. I think stock up on Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, I'd be willing to buy both of them. I think Tyler Lockett's value is, is – I think he's one of the most undervalued and underappreciated uh, players in football. I think he still has – I think his chemistry with Russell Wilson is one of the best in the league in terms of quarterback-wide receiver duo. I think the attention that DK Metcalf is going to draw because of his physical freakness uh, is going to lead to Tyler Lockett even seeing – less double teams and, you know, the most talented defensive backs probably going to get pushed towards DK Metcalf because of his size and physicality that I think Tyler Lockett, if the number of pass opportunities increases is, is he's, I think going to be a strong wide receiver too this year and have a lot of wide receiver one weeks. I think I'd be willing to buy Tyler Lockett wherever I can understanding that he, you know, is already, you know, pushing 28 or 29, uh, but I still think he's got a couple good years left as a wide receiver too. I think there's plenty to go around with him and DK Metcalf both to be wide receiver twos. Uh, I think the ceiling is even higher on D- DK Metcalf, to be honest with you. I had my reservations when he came into the league. You know, I went on shows and talked about his range was a souped up physical Ted Ginn to Des Bryant. Well, it looks like he's on. The the decided the that towards the, the Des Bryant skill set, but even more athletic. You know, he only has to run a handful of routes and be great at them and be very productive. And I I think he started to show some development as a receiver as the year went on, and I think you'll probably continue to see that. But even if it doesn't, I talked about it on one of these episodes when a guy translates from the college to the NFL just on what they won and how they won in college. I think that's a, I think that's a huge huge benefit. Anything else they do after that? Is gravy. It's a bonus. So if he develops and expands his route tree, that's even better. That might make him unstoppable. But the fact that in year one, everything that he won and the way he won in college football translated to the NFL speaks volumes. He's, t- he's attached to the hip to Russell Wilson, where it says one of the best vertical throwers in the National Football League. DK Metcalf wins vertically down the field. I think it's a perfect match. So he'd be a guy that I would definitely uh, be buying. I think his value will be higher next year. So go buy DK Metcalf. He's, while he's not in my top three, who I've mentioned multiple times, right? Calvin Ridley, uh, Terry McLaurin, Nicole Harmon, DK Metcalf, similar to Terry McLaurin. You buy him now and even overpay a little bit. I think next year that trade looks like a steal. So he'd be on that list of guys that I'd rather go buy now than pay the premium. I think it's going to cost you a year from now. I'd rather pay now, overpay now, get him on my roster before he becomes a potential wide receiver one or top 12 guy, top 15 guy a year from now uh, in terms of trade value. That's how much I think of DK Metcalf. So he's another guy that I'd be aggressively going to buy. Other guys there, I don't really think there's any other receivers that really are relevant to talk about. I know they went out and got, you know, Philip Dorsett. I don't think he's going to provide a lot of value in terms of dynasty. So he'd be a guy that maybe a spot start here or there, uh, you know, if you're desperate and he produced, he, the clear number three there, the tight end position. I gotta be honest with you. I think Greg Olson is a guy I want no part of. I, if I have him, I look to sell him. I, I know I did in one dynasty league. I think he, his best days are behind him in fantasy. I think it's gonna be interesting to see Will Disley, you know, come back from the injury. He came back from. He was already a guy that athletically, you know, had limitations. Can he even get back to what he was producing and showing prior to the injury? I'm not sure they drafted Colby Parkinson in round four. They still have Jacob Hollister. So hands off on all the tight ends. Anybody wants them, I'd sell them in Dynasty. I would not be looking to aggressively uh, buy any of those guys. I think they have too many guys around, so I'm going to say stock down on all of them, to be honest with you, and those would be guys that I'd be looking to sell and would not be looking to get on my roster at all. So there it is, guys, my thoughts on every relevant player in the NFC West. That concludes the first four parts of this eight-part series where I talk about every single relevant player, share my thoughts, stock up, stock down, stock neutral, who I'd be buying, selling, you know, share my thoughts on their immediate value, maybe for redraft or best ball and stuff like that, who's presenting good values in different formats. Hopefully you guys are enjoying these shows. Please rate, review, subscribe. You know, those are the best ways to help us out right now. Reach out to me on Twitter. If you have any questions, if you want me to elaborate on any player, you have trade offers you want to run by me. I I enjoy the interaction guys, you know, uh, especially right now with the lack of interaction going on in our society, you know, social media is one place you know, and football is a welcome distraction. So do not hesitate to reach out. So on behalf of our sound tech engineer, David Nakano and myself, thank you for, for listening. And I look forward to next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday.